Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Just Keep Trying. I am your host, Kiana Martinez, and I'm very excited to introduce you to my first guest, Mr. Charlie Weddo. This is your first one? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's definitely an honor. It's good uh, good to be here. Awesome. So you work in radio? Yes. Mm -hmm. You do on-air and PD? Uh, Assistant PD. PD. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it uh, for, gosh, should I say how long I've been doing it? Yeah, I want to hear. Okay, so it's been since like um, the 80s. Uh, Nice. It's been over over 30 years, so it's it's been a fun run. That's awesome. So you've seen the transitions that have happened in radio. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, you know, radio used to be, um, gosh, like when there were budgets and, and whatnot for radio stations and when there were many different owners of radio stations, there um, there was uh, very few big companies who owned many, many, many radio stations. Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of different owners. In fact, the owner that I worked for, my first, not my first gig, but my first major market gig was in Milwaukee. And the owner of our radio station was uh, Willie Davis. And Willie Davis, if I I don't expect you to know who that is, (laughs) Uh, Willie Davis is in the National Football League's Hall of Fame. He uh, was a uh, a player for the Green Bay Packers. Nice. Um, And he owned our radio station. And uh, it was called All Pro Broadcasting back in the day. And he owned a radio station in Los Angeles and like like three radio stations across the country. And like, okay. You know, (laughs) so it was a, it was a, certainly a totally different, um, uh, landscape for radio and owners and whatnot. So, uh, and but uh, times have changed quite a bit since uh, since then. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So, like my whole goal for this podcast is to inspire people by sharing other people's stories, mm-hmm. people who I find inspiring. Awesome. Um, so, since I started working at the station, I started two years ago, mm-hmm. and I met you here, and you were one of the like top people on my list who worked here who like inspired me to like want to do bigger things and cool things. Yeah. So I really wanted to like get in here and like pick your brain about what inspires you to, to do what you do and you know, how do you keep going through struggles? Cause it's definitely a struggle in this industry. Sure. Uh, first off, I'm I'm honored. Thank you. Um, my whole goal now, um, if you would have asked me maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I don't know that um, I would have looked at myself as any type of inspiration. Um, I was always looking for inspiration. Um, but now, and I've, I even said this uh, not even too long ago, where it's like I'm at a point in my career where it's not about the next big city and where we're going to move to or any of that kind of stuff. And it's not. It's it's more about giving giving back to um, the younger generation like yourself who's coming into the business and just starting out in the business. I want to... If I didn't have all those coaches, I had very few coaches, but they were really super good coaches. Um, but I didn't have, um, you know, internship programs, and there wasn't anything like that when I was uh, going through college and figuring out what it is that I wanted to do. So, um, you know, it's it's great that uh, I can inspire. Um, I, I, and I'm sorry, I just lost train of what your question was, <laughs> uh, what got me into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was. There was a couple of things that I was really good at when I was growing up, and I think this is something that a lot of people should keep in mind when they are growing up. And even when they're going through high school and into college, um, there was two things I was really good at, and it was music and sports. 
Um, I, you know, there were there were certain things that I was interested in. You know, I was interested in history stuff, but you know, ask me to read a book and contain the knowledge and and do a test. Probably a little bit of a challenge for me, um, but doing uh, the the right brain stuff, which is all the creative, which is sports, where you could you know you know play soccer or gymnastics or whatever it is that I was doing back in the day, or play music or be into music or um, any of that type of stuff, and that's the stuff that I excelled at. So all those, I guess they call them electives now in high school. Yeah, <laughs> music and sports and <laughs> PE or whatever. I lived for those classes and. That's the stuff that I love to do. And um, so, you know, as you know, I have a daughter who's uh, just started. In fact, this week was her first week in uh, high school, freshman. Uh, and then I have an older daughter who's just going to be starting at ASU West out here. So I've got a couple of freshmen in the house, which yeah. is pretty cool. And I-, I tell them the same thing. Do what you're passionate for. You know, um, it's funny because my youngest is... Uh, she's very good at art mm-hmm. and she did not get her elective. She wanted to do art and she didn't get it. So she's hoping that after this first couple of weeks, she can get in there because you know, if, if I'm going to do anything, I don't push them to do the things that they're very passionate about. Yeah. Uh, so um, it, it's a, it, it's a phrase that I, I used on the show. Um, one person with passion beats 10 people with interest. You know, if you have passion, you're going to be amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's something that people these days don't really focus on. And I I get it with, you know, wanting to go to college and get a job Mm -hmm. and and do, you know, and have a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like, thankfully, my parents have always been supportive of my music and me singing. So that's kind of something that I've been fortunate to have. Um, Well, you just said it there. You said job. Yeah, this isn't what I do in radio is not a job to me. I mean, I mean. If you were to classify it as family or work, yes, okay, it's work or it's a job, but this is my career. This is what I'm passionate about. Um, the paycheck is the bonus, I guess. You know, yeah. a thank you. I guess I, I get paid to talk on the radio and, <laughs> and play music and, and, and meet, uh, uh, meet clients and, and meet listeners and go to great shows and meet entertainers and whatnot. Uh, so this is a, this is a career. And I, I guess when, when you can wake up every morning and uh, put your shoes on, brush your teeth, and get in your car and drive to your career, then I think you've done something. So I'm very blessed for what I'm doing. So yeah, that's awesome. So obviously, like, there's a lot of setbacks in the entertainment industry, a lot of ups and downs, and that's mm-hmm. just with life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any moments that you can think of where you like wanted to give up, but you kept going and are like thankful for? Um, you, oh yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's nobody likes to get fired. Um, but in this business you do. Um, and, uh, the first time that I was let go was in Milwaukee from, <laughs> and it was from Willie Davis, uh, surprisingly enough. Um, and, but it was my own mistake. Uh, it was my own misjudgment. And, um, I think there's a lot of things that we do in life, not just necessarily in your career or whatnot, but, there's a lot of things that you do in life where, uh, yeah, I wish I could take that one back. But here's the deal. I'm, and when I look back at it, I'm glad that that happened. Because if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And I believe that all these paths are put in front of us and we, we drive them or we work through them and we do what we do. And I think our character 
comes from how we deal with those situations and how we move move on and move past them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, getting let go at a couple jobs and and uh, and especially uh, um, getting let go for no reason at all, you, you really, really kind of beat yourself up mm-hmm. and you really get hard on yourself. And um, that's tough. That's really tough, especially when you've been, it, it was my home away from home. When I left Milwaukee, which is my hometown, I went to San Diego and I worked uh, at a radio station in San Diego for three years. And that's when it was three years. In fact, I met my wife there. I mean, uh, you know, all that. And when I was told I was no longer needed there and it wasn't due to uh, anything disciplinary, it wasn't because of lack of ratings. It was the owner decided he was making changes and I wasn't part of those. That really hurt. And to try to search for answers and what did I do? What could I have done better? And blah, blah, blah. I mean, I put myself through the ringer. Mm-hmm. You've heard the phrase, you're your own worst critic. Right. Um, I think you really need to take that with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Be your own worst critic, but also give yourself a lot of credit on the other side. Because, um, how again, I think your character and how you handle those situations is what makes you who you are. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Uh, I thanked him for letting me go because my next gig was in Los Angeles at one of the biggest radio stations in the country. So thank you, Victor (laughs) Diaz in San Diego for letting me go. That's awesome. And that's like one of those things where I feel like a lot of people, um, especially in my generation, kind of go through something like that and then want to quit. Because it's like, you know, like I was let go and like you just beat yourself up too much and you keep dwelling on it, which I mean, it's easy to do that, but... Mm -hmm. Here you are. You got a better opportunity, sure. and something greater came out of something that was, right. you know, terrible. I'm a firm believer that for every situation that happens like that, there's two positive outcomes, at least two. You don't know what they are. You might not know what they are right away the next day or the next week or maybe even the next year, but you'll figure them out. And when you look back, you'll go, "Okay, that was supposed to happen, and here's why." And you know, you could say that you're justifying what happened, and that's fine. But uh, you know, if here's the way I look at it. If you're um, doing all this hard work, uh, don't reward yourself with that tough criticism. Reward yourself with fighting through it, you know, because, you know, it's like I heard somebody say, don't cry because you're quitting. Cry because you have a reason to cry and you're moving forward. (laughs) It's like, you know, you're fighting through that pain, you know, like you're, man, I'm doing ab exercises on the video and I'm watching the guys like, keep holding it, keep holding it, fight through that, fight through the burn. I'm like, oh man, it burns so bad. But you just fight through it. You just dig deep. And, and I don't, I, it's hard to explain that feeling, but, yeah. uh, you know, similar to what you, you know, you would do in work. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, like in LA, I'm sure you had a lot of really cool people. I walk in your office all the time and look at your wall <laughs> of like people who you've interviewed yeah. and, and gotten to sit in rooms with and kind of talk to sure. them. Who, like, out of all of those people, what is a, like a common personality trait that they have? Uh, I think um, passion is one. I think, um, gosh, uh, hard work, determination, uh, creativity, um, uh, thinking smart. Um, I, I, th- I think those are, you know, there's, there's people that I've known who work a lot, mm-hmm. but don't work smart. Yeah, uh, and then there's people that I know who don't work very much, but they're incredibly smart 
uh, and uh, they're amazing delegators. <laughs> but, you know, and I say that uh, tongue in cheek because uh, I worked with somebody who delegated an awful lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but thinking back and looking back at that, pretty smart. But also that empowered me. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at it as necessarily trying to pass off something because they didn't want to do it. They were basically empowering me to uh, make the decisions. And that's one thing that I've, you know, when I was doing marketing and promotions and whatnot, I always told my promotions kids, you know, they they would come up and say, hey, you know, uh, we don't have enough tickets for this. I'm like, okay, well, what would you do? And I would let them solve the problem. Like, I, you know, I, I, I have an answer. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right one. Uh, maybe it is. I hope that it is because of the position I'm in. But I want them to figure it out. I want them to tell me what the answer is or what they think the answer is. And if it's a good one, let's do it. And if it's not, then let's learn from why it's not. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, that's the whole thing. I, I want them to create that value, you know, the pr- problem solve it, figure mm-hmm. it out. What is it? You know, we're all big boys and big girls. We <laughs> yeah. Big, big people pants on, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, that's mm-hmm. something that like I got from you a lot with mm-hmm. working in promotions and being able to do events with you right. and freaking out in the, you know, in the studio trying to yeah. <laughs> do the, um, I can't even think of what it's called now. But oh, board yeah, board hopping. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, if you're in the situation, yeah, you can freak out a little bit. But honestly, um, nobody's going to die. Yeah. You know, so lives aren't depending on what we do. Uh, obviously, we want to do the best. And when people right. freak out, uh, that tells me that they're very passionate about their work. I, that's how I look at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, then there's people who don't freak out and go, wait, what? You know, and it's, it's, it is what it is, you know. So yeah. Some people get it. Some people don't. And that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> well, thank you for being there to Absolutely. calm me down during Absolutely. those moments. Mm-hmm. It is very intimidating being in there. Um, it can be. But it's awesome to like have, again, have people like you who are here to kind of mm-hmm. guide us and help us out with sure. all that stuff. Um, there is something that I do want to talk to you about because I was like online doing some research mm-hmm. and I didn't know that you did the uh, Dreaming of You video, <laughs> Selena video. <laughs> so like I started singing uh, because of Selena. Did like, you really? Yeah, I watched that movie and like when I was seven, um, I got it on VHS and mm-hmm. I like watched the whole thing over and over again. Um, when you were seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just made me 21 years old. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And it's, um, it's a very interesting story on how all that kind of came about. Um, uh, so you're talking about, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Selena movie, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I was working in San Antonio, um, at a radio station called KTFM. And uh, I was there for 11 months. Yes, I counted every single month I was there. Um, There was uh, nothing in San Antonio to do. Uh, The Spurs were really bad. It was the year before they drafted Tim Duncan, so the team sucked. Uh, We had all these uh, tickets to give away to the games, and barely anybody went because they were so bad. And there was nothing else to do in San Antonio, but um, my wife's family was there, uh, which was great. And we were supposed to be there for that. Again, things happen for a reason. 
Um, but uh, anyways, back to this, this. So they filmed Selena mm-hmm. uh, there at the uh, Alamo Dome. And uh, we were the radio station that was on the air soliciting for people to come down to be extras in the movie because they filmed that whole, uh, I believe it was the Houston uh, Rodeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they filmed that yeah. at the Alamo Dome, okay? And I still have my little um, laminate as uh, you know that says Selena on it and um, uh, movie extra or something something like that. Uh, so that's, uh, that was very cool to do that. Then um, before that, I had been doing work in Los Angeles. And uh, a friend of mine who worked at the record label called me up and uh, said, hey, man, um, can you get in the studio and record something for me really quick? And I'm like, well, what do you need? And he's like, we got a new video coming out for Selena, uh, Dreaming of You. And I just need you know, the whole concept of the video is that, uh, you know, there's a, a girl in her house and she's listening to the radio and she's thinking about her boyfriend and blah, 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 blah. So she's going to be listening to the radio and we want, want kind of a radio intro of the song. Uh, and then we need something at the end because she's going to actually, you know, get with her boyfriend, sneak out of the house or whatever it is, <laughs> get in the car and drive away and it'll be on the radio in the car and we need that outro. So I'm like, all right. And I mean, I literally went into the studio and he said, so we need a quick. I went in the studio and cut it in like, I don't know, 10 minutes, just threw a bunch of tracks down, just read it this a few different ways. And um, then I sent it over to him. Now, sending over to him was not emailing it or putting, <laughs> it literally had to put it on a reel to reel and get it over to them um, at the record company. Thank goodness we were in Los Angeles because they were down the street. And sure enough, it turns up in the video as the intro and the outro of the video. And you know, there's times where I forget that I've done that. <laughs> and if you go to YouTube and look at it, there's so many millions of people yeah. who have watched that. And I freak out from that. <laughs> I really do, you yeah. know, in a good way, in yeah. a positive way, because I'm like, that many millions of people have heard my voice, at least in the beginning of it. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if they stick around for the end, but... Um, and, you have and, to stay for the end. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but and, and that freaks me out to, to this day. And I think I have a video copy of it somewhere in storage or whatnot. And um, it's it's really funny when, you know, it, it, that those kinds of things really kind of trip me out. Like yeah. when I walk through the mall and maybe I hear a commercial with my voice on it. Yeah. I still freak out by that. That's like, oh my God. And I'll never forget the first time I did that when I was in, you know, the baby radio station in La Crosse, Wisconsin. I'm like, oh, there's my voice on a commercial. Wow. I was like, I'll never, ever forget that. So good, good fun stuff. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome that like it still excites you. Oh. Like <laughs> that's something that like, I, I don't know, like with singing, like that's something that if I ever stop getting excited about singing, like mm-hmm. I just can't imagine getting to a point where like right. I'm not excited to sing. And I feel like that's like how you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I was visiting with uh, my grandmother uh, last night. Uh, she's 92 years old. And I don't know how much she knows about my job or my industry. She knows I work in radio. She knows I'm on the radio station. She listens every once in a while right, when she can. Um, and she asked me specifically, she said, is there any job in the radio station that you would like to do? I was like, wow, that's a really good question. No, there isn't. I I really don't want to be the program director because if I do that, then I'm probably going to come off the air, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and deal with corporate calls and all that kind of stuff. And that's just not where I want to be. And I, I really don't see myself going 
I don't see my my cart going that path. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's very interesting that you know she brought that up because I'm thinking about it. And I'm like. You know, and of course, she's 92, so everything's really old school. And I tell her about the new show I'm doing on Sunday. She goes, well, how much are they paying you for that? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that do- it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, um, I do it because I want to do it, yeah. you know? And, uh, well, they should be paid. Now, yeah, 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 no, 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 I understand. And But, you know, that's just the old school way of thinking of... You know, it's a nine to five job and you work overtime, you get this pay and you do that and that's extra. And that might be true in some places, but in the entertainment industry, not so much. It's all about doing what you love to do. I do this because it's what I love to do, Yeah, you know, and if there's any way that I can do something a little bit different, a little bit uh, than the other guy might do it or a show that I could do or an idea that I can come with, not, not just for me, for other people in the radio station, that's what it's about, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. That's awesome. And I love that you like kind of touched on like it, like, yeah, money's cool. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody likes making money yeah, and sure. you know, money's cool, but at the end of the day, like, I, I don't know, for me anyway, and it sounds like for you, like, I'd rather be doing something that I love and be able to support right. myself, but also like, you know, as mm-hmm. long as I'm able to support myself and keep doing what I love, like, that's... Yeah, I mean, I could I could probably say in all confidence that if I offered you a million dollars a year to dig 60 foot deep holes in Arizona <laughs> in the summertime, you'd probably say no. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, because I do it for like one year. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll do one year, get my million, and I'm done. I'm out. Which is a good way to think about it. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's like, uh, you know, again, it's, it goes back to job and career. I mean, there's a lot of people where you say, you know, hey, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I work in promotions, but I'm really a singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, go be a singer. Yeah. Go do that, you yeah. know? Um, you know, it's better... And, but I also say too, it's better to uh, look for a job when you have a job. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason being, you know, uh, you won't settle. Mm-hmm. If you have a job and you're paying the bills and everything's good and you're getting your hustle on that way, but yet you're going home at night and maybe going and singing at a club or doing whatever, or you're working music here, or you're doing this podcast there. Um, that's the hustle. That's mm-hmm. what, that's the passion. That's the hobby that hopefully you can turn into your career. Mm-hmm. You know, the job is the job. If you don't have a job, you have to get a job. So you, uh, here's the job. You will settle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, yeah. Because you need the money. Yeah. So there's the difference. If you're already working and doing your thing, getting your hustle on on the other side is fine. But if you're, if you're not, you need to get that paper Mm-hmm. As they would say in the hip hop community, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you you settle. Yeah, you know what I mean. You yeah, do a lot. That's why a lot of people are doing things that they are not necessarily too passionate about. Yeah, and you like know? you said, you get kind of like you get content in it because like there's right. there were years like where I worked for um, you know different offices and doing assistant stuff and mm-hmm. I hated every like hour I would literally like right. on the side get on YouTube and be like oh what song can I learn when I get mm-hmm. home like I don't want to be here and exactly and like going through that I feel like like you said like I feel like everything happens you know for a reason and it's part of your path and mm-hmm. being able to be like in that and realizing like this isn't right where I want to be and and here's what I would say if you're in situations like that too because I mean that can be gosh that can be such a drag mm-hmm. um I always try to say, well, 
try to pull the best out of that, okay? Like, go in there with a great attitude every day. Um, you know, you know it's not your career. You know this is to pay bills or whatever, but you go in, and if it's polishing floors, be the best damn floor <laughs> polisher ever Yeah. because you never know who you're going to meet. You're yeah. never know, you never know who you're going to run into. You never know what the situation could bring forward to you, um, the relationships that you would build out of that. You might be cleaning the floor and a producer might walk by and you never even know it. And if mm-hmm. you're, you know, pissy attitude, well, guess what? Yep. That's the first impression <laughs> and that sucks. So yeah. I know that people are doing a lot of things that they just don't want to do, but grin and bear it and work hard so you're not in that position anymore. You know, that, that right there is where people will stop. Mm-hmm. That's where people will quit. That's where people will not do the hustle anymore because it's hard. Yeah. And if it was easy, everybody would do it and everybody would be in their ideal career. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's not. It's hard. Yeah. Yep. That's like, I, I don't know. I took getting older, I guess. I mean, I feel, I feel old because I've been doing, I've been singing for like 20 years. I've been you know, yeah. performing out for 10 years. So it's like one of those things where like, I feel like now... Like before when I was younger, a lot of things came easily and and Mm -hmm. definitely having my parents' support has helped tremendously with everything that I've been doing. But um, I just feel like now that I'm like older, I'm realizing like the harder I work at stuff, the more things come and like Mm -hmm. it may not be what I was working towards, but stuff happens as long as I'm like moving forward. Yeah, there, there's um, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, you know, when when you're done with your nine to five and you go home and you're working on your music, you're, uh, everybody else is you know, watching binge watching something on Netflix <laughs> or they're going to the club or uh, playing video games or whatever it is. But you're going back and you're working because you know the idea is not to be doing that. Yeah, long time. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I was telling you uh, off mic a while ago about Gary V, mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I mean, what a spark plug, you know, uh, falling into into his um, ideology last year and 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 listening to, to him. And uh, uh, he's been a great motivator and he, he speaks the truth. Yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> you, you, if, if you think you can't make money, um, you got to be crazy. Yeah. You know, you can make it right now on your smartphone. Yeah. And it's like, yep, you know what? He's right. And a lot of people don't do it because, well, you get to step one or two and you're like going, yeah, this is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and they just stop. So, yeah. again, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yep. Awesome. Well, before I kind of like wrap everything up um thank you so much you're gonna for, rap? for doing this are you gonna no, rap? i'm not gonna like wrap out like wrap an outro <laughs> i'm kidding um thank you so much for doing this i guess my last kind of thing that i i want from you is like just your your best motivational like do what you want to do passionate kind of speech um I, what i i i repeated so many times over and over and over again and i'm glad that i do because i teach myself almost every time that I say it is you got to have a plan. Uh, and, and, and I've even told my kids, my 14 year old, you know, you, what's your plan? What do you want to do? You know, um, and write it down in pencil, wet cement. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever it is, come up with a plan. And every day when you wake up and you, you know, brush your teeth and you take a shower, put your socks on your shoes, whatever you're doing that day should involve something towards your plan. 
and you will figure out your plan as you move along. Again, it's in pencil, it's in wet cement, it's not, you know, things change, yeah. you know. I went to college to be a PE teacher. Well, that changed, you know what I mean? And then I'm in radio and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. Well, that plan changed and... um so the plan changes and that's okay. But if you're not waking up with a purpose, if you're not waking up going, okay, today, here's what it's all, here's what it's all about. Now, granted, every day is not like that, but for the most part, what you do every day should be towards your plan. And if it changes, then modify it. You know, it's a, my analogy is when they go into the Super Bowl, they don't just like draw in the, in the, in the dirt and go, okay, you go out here and I'll throw the ball to you. And there's no, there's a plan when they go in and then you know, if the ball gets hiked over the quarterback's head and, uh, well, that wasn't part of the plan. Uh, so the plan changes mm-hmm. and that's fine. And, but you know, what you do in, in life, you should, you know, I mean, you can do it. It's down to your family stuff too. You know, when you want to retire and, and, uh, how many kids you want to have and, and where do you want to go to and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. if you can, Make a plan and just kind of shoot towards a goal. You know, a lot of kids get out of college and they're like, you know, they put the tassel on the other side and it's like, okay, what now? Uh, what do you mean, what now? You don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to stand here because I can guarantee you who has a plan. And that's the student loan guys. They plan yeah. to send you a bill every <laughs> month and you're going to have to pay it. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody's moving. Uh, so you got to you got to keep moving. And I think if you do that, it's going to help you out. Um, it's going to allow you to work harder now so that when you get to be at my age or whatever, you know, and I'm not as young and virile as a lot <laughs> of people are, uh, my plan will start to play itself out, you know, so have a plan and work towards a goal. Um, Generate value for yourself because it's all about creating value. Why does this guy need to be on the team? He keeps fumbling the ball. Get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Why does this guy need to be on the team? Oh, man, he's the best in in the league. We got to have him here. You know, so create value. Find out what it is. Don't uh, just wait for orders. Be creative. Get involved. Do something. If you, you know, if it's a job, I get it. Nobody wants to flip fries and burgers for the rest of their life. I get it. Um, but when you get into your career, it's all about working hard, nose to the grindstone, coming up with the creative ideas. How can we change this? Why are we doing it this way? We did it the same way last year. Great. Well, you know, some things aren't meant to be broke, but some things are meant to be broke. Do it different. Figure it out. Don't do it the same way the other guy does it. That's the challenge. And again, that's the hard stuff. Yep. It's definitely the hard (laughs) stuff. So, um, you know, again, I wouldn't say anything to you that I wouldn't tell my kids. Mm-hmm. I'd say the same stuff to my kids and they're probably going, shut up, Dad. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but it is what it is. So, yeah, work hard. Have a plan. Awesome. Thank you so much. And again, like, thank you. I like when I asked you to do this, you were like, yeah, like, let's let's get together next Heck week. Yeah. Like, what is, when is your time? Like, and that's something that I love yeah. about you. You're always just like, let's just do it and yeah. just go. And it, it's, it's what it's all about. I, one of the things that has always stuck with me, and I mentioned Gary Vee earlier, mm-hmm. when I first was watching him. You know, he was like, uh, it's about content. You got to do content. You got to put it out there. Just put it out there. It's not about best lighting. It's not about, you know, the makeup. It's not about how you look. It's just put the content out there. Do it. Because if you don't, 
you know, I, would I rather have five podcasts of yours to hear rather than one every month? No, give me five, man. Yeah. I want to hear you, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the way that I will be able to hear you and listen to you and judge you and disagree with you or agree with you or become a fan or, um, you know, click subscribe or whatever it is. You got to put the content out there. And that's something that I first heard him talk about. And I'm like, damn it. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's just spot yeah. on. So, um, yeah. So, uh, check it out. Yeah. We'll link him on there too. And make sure you guys check out Charlie. You can listen to him if you're in Arizona. You can listen online too, right? Yeah. You can listen on the website. It's uh, coolradio.com or, um, what they're uh, we're doing uh, we're getting involved with a new streaming service right now so we're kind of in between but radio.com and uh, it, you can pick up the radio stations on there and then uh, I'll be starting my own podcast yeah. I know I'm excited um, and I'm gonna be doing it with my wife too so uh, maybe you can That's come awesome on I want her to come part. on on mine too yeah oh yeah well she works in the advertising industry so she gets the whole other side of stuff <laughs> and she uh, she didn't go to school for any of that I kind of poisoned her <laughs> <laughs> she, she worked in the record companies and all in radio and whatnot. So she's kind of been down that road. But, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, she's a very smart person. And I don't say that because she's my wife and she'll beat <laughs> me up or anything like that. But she's a very smart person. And um, uh, I learn a lot from her, too. So, but uh, yeah, we're going to start our podcast. It's going to be called Loving Life. And it's from a parent's per- perspective. We're going to talk about all goofy stuff. But that, um, I'm, trying to shoot for that within the next few weeks. I don't know when this one's airing here, but yeah. uh, hopefully it's on by then. So, but yeah. I'll let you know. Awesome. Well, cool. thank you so much, Charlie. Absolutely. You got this it. It's been awesome. Uh, this is Just Keep Trying. So, Just keep trying. Or is that from a movie? <laughs> swimming. Just keep yeah. swimming. Okay. <laughs> it works. We could use that jingle. I love it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.